We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh yeah, man! You had a couple of a couple mics, and I think maybe the same recorder, but it was uh, it was a it was a shadier yeah. uh, setup. D- dim lighting, dim lighting. Yeah, the, the bed did. not even made, just like scrolled out. My <laughs> <laughs> guy Matt Pavich here. We had you on the pod. Uh, I think that's the last time I saw you too, bro. That was a long time ago, 2019, yeah. before COVID. Before COVID, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the summertime. Yeah, and I was talking about making an album. And here I am, album out, the yeah. whole world to see, baby. Number one on iTunes. It was, was it? number one on iTunes for a couple of days. Thank you, thank you, Let's thank go. you. It's called Wednesdays at Bellevue. Uh, it was dope. The whole process was really, really fun. I'm a massive fan of stand up. Uh-huh. It's like one of my favorite. Like uh, I don't even want to call it a guilty pleasure, but anytime I'm bored, yeah, I'll just go on Netflix. I'll go on YouTube. I'll put something on. Yeah. I had your stuff pumping too. I've listened to it twice. Thank you, man. Loved it. The Queen, I the Queen's it. thing is hysterical and it's so true. Thank you. I mean, it's all yeah, it's all based in truth. So if people come at me, I'm just like, yeah, it's a. I, I don't know what to tell you. That's real life. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was really cool, man. And the one thing that I learned from you, well, first time I spoke to you, you were like, well, I asked you how long does it take to do a set like an hour set uh-huh. and you were like ah two to three years maybe and i was like stop really you're like yeah bro take yeah. take me through that process of i mean i put out 45 minutes of material on this album and that took me i've been doing comedy like really going at it for like 12 years so i mean that was all of my good jokes i mean i threw away a lot of stuff that i was like this is not me anymore you know this doesn't really make sense current event stuff obviously i tried to stay away from but like yeah, it took me over 10 years to get 45 minutes of material that I was like, yeah, let's put this on a tape and let it live in the world forever. How long, so like when you're doing these like tracks, right, which yeah. that's the first time I ever listened to a comedy album. Like uh-huh. I've seen like an actual stand-up and whatnot, but how much of that is recorded around the same time? It was all one show. Oh, really? It was all one show. Well, it was two shows, a same night. I did a 7 o'clock show and a 9.30 show. So two different audiences. I ran the same material. Um, I used like 80% of the first show. And I fucked up like one joke uh, in the first show. So I was like, let me just make sure I get that on the second show. And I completely forgot like a two and a half minute joke on the first show too. Uh, So I was like, let me just make sure I get those two. And then just have fun on the second show. And it was awesome. I did it at New York Comedy Club. Pinch Records, uh, which is a record label, uh, got behind me and, and produced it. Um, and then I just cut it up into tracks so that you can listen to it like track by track on Spotify and Apple Music and what have you. And it's available on iTunes and Amazon Music. It's cr- it's cool nowadays that you can just like put shit out mm-hmm. basically yourself. I mean, I have a label behind it, but like they're like a, a small like label and like distro kid. You can just put it on every single 
streaming platform yeah. just like that it's cool yeah it's very similar to like content creating now for me even in sports like yeah you have like yeah i'm with i'm a blue wire and whatnot but most of the stuff outside of just like being under that umbrella yeah everything is done on my own like yeah. as far as like cutting up the clips and whatnot now i've started fucking with the uh with like captions on videos yeah which is a big part of it like with the algorithm and whatnot i know it sucks because i do them on my own so i like manually go Tedious. through it oh yeah that's yeah that's exactly it same with stand-up. And I was like against the captions for a long time because a lot of people, they'll just do automated captions and you could see the punchline before the punchline. Mm, and I'm like, this, is, the purpose, this isn't right? even stand-up anymore. This is like some weird new art form of like, you know, video. I don't know what to call it. But uh, so I was like very particular about I do my captions myself also. And instead of just doing captions, I do like uh, graphics. And I just put a title up there and then I make sure that like the punchline is hitting at the same time mm. as what I'm saying so that it doesn't. Because if you if you see the punchline, you know, even two or three seconds before the punchline, it's like, oh, I already I don't know. It's not as funny. It's yeah. It ruins the bit. I was watching <laughs> I was watching some show on Netflix and I had the subtitles on. Yeah. And then I left it on when I started playing a, a, a special. It's not good. I was like, oh, this is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, we got to get rid of this. I right know. Away. And my girlfriend loves captions, dude. She can't watch anything without the subtitles. And it's uh, now that I always watch stuff with subtitles, you get addicted to the subtitles. Yeah. And like some shows like Peaky Blinders, obviously you got to throw on some Right, because of the heavier accents yeah. and whatnot. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I was actually, I, I posted about it yesterday, how I'm watching this show, All of Us Are Dead. It's like this Korean show on Netflix. Uh -huh. It's awesome. It's I fucking, haven't heard of it. Yeah. Oh, so it's basically like, it's crazy. The parallels between like COVID and the pandemic uh -huh. and what this show is, sh is like showing. Okay. It's wild. So it's like. It's basically, it's this high school and there's a uh, zombie apocalypse outbreak that starts from there. Love it. And it's like a rat that bites one person. And, you know, back then it was the bat and shit. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like the parallels are crazy. And then they show like how the media influences people, how people are turning into each other and yeah, shit. Yeah, they make it political. Yo, it's crazy. So I'm watching that and I'm trying to edit. Mind yeah. you, it's in fucking a different language. So I yeah. have the subtitles there. I need them. Obviously. So... <laughs> Dude, I'm editing for like 20 minutes and I just look up and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck just happened. Yeah. So I had to rewind. I'm yeah, like, yeah. yo, it happened to me one time. The original time it happened was with Narcos. Yeah. I'm like, I'm listening. And in Narcos, they have like 10% of every episode is in English because right. of like the DEA agents. Yeah. But mostly it's in Spanish. I don't know Spanish. So I'm like, what the fuck just happened? So I had to rewind. Yeah. You can't eat while you're watching subtitles either. No, That's nothing. another thing. Like you look down to fucking scoop some cereal into your mouth, and you look up, and you're like, I don't know what, what, where does this guy come from? Yeah. So like subtitles, I don't know. I don't know if they're ruining the game or helping the game, but it's good for the algorithm, Nick. Yeah, that's exactly it, dude. And is that is that something that you've noticed that your stuff gets pushed more because they got captions, or have you not seen any difference? Uh, I have seen a little bit of a push, uh, just but like it's hard to tell because like I just put this album out and like. You know, I'm putting up clips from the album yeah. um, and, you know, they're doing well. Uh, Reels is a sweet spot. Reels is a sweet spot now. So yeah. I'm trying to make everything a minute long, um, which sucks because some of my bits are like two, two and a half minutes. And it's like, do I cut it in half and then post like part two? And I don't know. I'm still figuring all that stuff out. Yeah. I'm going to drop the whole album on YouTube uh, and because I shot everything, the whole video of in the order. Album. In order. As like a special? As nice. like a special, yeah. So I'm supposed to drop that on the 18th. Um, so that'll be cool. Of this month? Of this month, Oh, yeah. so I'm going to release this episode around that time too. Yeah, then. perfect. <laughs> Two <laughs> days. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, where did the inspiration for this special come from? Uh, so I'm Bipolar 1. Uh, I don't know if you know a lot about bipolar. No, um, but I do know that you were a wild boy growing up. Yeah, I was a wild boy. Yeah, I had some manic episodes. <clears throat> Uh, in my 20s, uh, you, I think, witnessed one when uh, we played in like a one-day football tournament. Yeah. And I was manic. And that's what bipolar is. I have like manic episodes where like I'm, my mood is elevated. Everything that I think is uh, incredible. I think I'm like super talented and like the next best thing and everything. You are a stud. You're a lockdown defensive player in flag football though. I am yeah. very good at football when I'm manic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's any correlation uh, <laughs> between 
But I play good defense, buddy. Yeah, and, and I yeah, catch. You do. I, I caught. I'll never forget the pass that I caught on that game-winning drive. Th- that was a crazy catch. I don't know if you remember. Mm-mm. It was like uh, over the middle of the field. We're in a no huddle. I don't know if it was the. the I'm a big no huddle guy. Yeah, I, I know. don't like plays at all. I want to go, go, I know, go, baby. I know backyard football shit. Mm-hmm. And I made this crazy catch on the floor. And we it, yeah, and that's why you remember it because I sold you out. I had to make it more difficult for you. No, right? no, You're no. Just shitting it, on me it, on my own show. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was it was right here, and I should have caught it easily one one. But the defender was like right there. It knocked it out of my hand a little bit, and I caught it like this on the floor. And like we didn't even have time to celebrate how dope of a catch it was. Cause it was we like, were, yo, we got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I remember afterwards you came out to me and you were like, that was a huge catch, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. It was dope. The point of the story is I was, I'm mentally ill and I'm having a manic episode and you guys don't know me well enough to like understand what's happening. You just think that like I'm on drugs or something. I don't, I don't know what you guys were thinking. Um, but I was talking a lot. I'm loud. Uh, I chain smoke cigarettes. I'll do any drug available. Uh, it sucks. And then I crash. You know, depression, yeah, brain fog, can't get out of bed, that type of shit. And uh, I've played football when I'm depressed too. Not as good, buddy. Let me tell you, I'm not as good at football when my brain is not working. I don't want to be there. I'm like, none of this matters. You know, who I want to also paint the backdrop. Like we've known each other for a very long time. You were always a part of the older crew in my neighborhood. Like yeah. the guys, like. Vinny was the reason why I started playing quarterback at Brian. True yeah. story. I've told him, and now he's the coach there, which is really cool. But I remember when he graduated, you're 33? 33. 33, yeah. I'm turning 31 in March. So you, yeah. you guys have always been like two years, two, three years older than us. And uh, so, like, you guys are always the older crew. And I remember when I was in high school, I was a soccer guy growing up, but I always played like at 48th Street Park. We would yeah. play and shit, like down 20th Avenue and shit. Yeah, the dumps. Yeah. So that's how we we knew all of you guys. And I remember one time Vin came up to me when he was graduating. He's like, yo, they need a quarterback, bro. You should play. And I was a sophomore, having never played football at all. I was like, dude, I'm awesome at ICYP and, like, in the streets. Like, that's a different, you know, playing organized high school football is completely different. And and Brian at the time was really good. Like, Vin had just went, I think, six and four and then seven and three. Yeah. And that team was like, all, Vin was like the only guy that graduated from that team. Well, like basically everyone was sophomores and juniors. So they had a really good team. He's like, yo, bro, I'm telling you, go. Like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So he put in the word for me. I started training, whatever. Then I become the quarterback. But I always like, we always grew up together. You guys are always like the older heads. Like, yeah. Spam is my guy. Because he's still guy. playing Xbox with them and I shit. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see I'm Pete. in a group chat with all of them. Yeah, still I see to Pete every day because he's at The Rock and I yeah, go there yeah. and working out and shit. So I just wanted to paint the backdrop that like we've known each other for a long ass time. I'm, since I'm like 13, 14, yeah. probably ICYP is when we started Pretty playing much, together. Yeah. That's so, crazy, man. That's like. It's a while. It's almost two decades. Almost two decades, yeah. MFA versus Chop City. Yeah, and then to, I became Chop City. And then you became the Chop City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are title. Those were our, the names of our teams. Our teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, so these uh, these episodes that you would have, right? Yeah. Um, what? Uh, how how long would they last? Like, how long were you happy? How long did you like crash and get depressed? Because I spoke that at nauseum about like mental health and stuff, and like I went through some shit. Where in like 2018, where I was going to become a cop for Nassau County. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that because I just, it was more so I was being sold on it from like my family, like, oh, job security and it's a prestigious job and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, I got disqualified for doing a 70 and a 50. Holy shit. Coming home from from work, and I was in the van too, so I wasn't in like a Corvette or a Beamer, being like, "Oh, some young fucking yeah, punk you're at a work just van. flexing in his car." It's like, nah, I'm coming back. I'm trying to go home. Yeah, I'm trying to go home. Yeah. So I get pulled over on the Grand Central, and I get a uh, I get a speeding ticket. Had a PBA card. Young buck though, did nothing. Was like, like, nah, I don't want that shit. Whatever. Yeah. So that so you get disqualified up, from even bro. That cost line? me close to twenty thousand dollars. Because I was fighting it with lawyers and retainer fees to overturn the disqualification. So that you could... So I could go through the process. Like, I met with my investigator. I uh, I placed really well on, like, the placement tests and shit. And when I met with my investigator, like, everything is, like... The only thing I do is, like, drink. And yeah. I don't even drink crazy like that, you yeah. know? Like, uh, on occasions and whatnot. But had had never done any drugs, never smoked any weed... And when I got disqualified, all my friends were like, yo, bro, the fact that you got disqualified, that's like crazy. That is crazy. (laughs) You're so clean cut. Yeah, you drink some beer and whatnot, but compared to like other shit. Yeah. So I do a 70 and a 50. 
reckless driving record was what I get disqualified for. I pay thousands of my own money to fucking do something I didn't want to do anyway. Bro, when I got disqualified, I swear to God, I was like, cool. Like weight off your shoulder. Weight off my shoulder. You guys can't tell me I gotta do this thing, even though I didn't want to do it anyway. Yeah. It's like, what can you say now? My uncle's a cop. My other uncle's a cop. My aunt married a cop. Yeah, yeah. Different side of the family, and it's like there's cops all over my family. Oh, we can get this overturned, fight it with a uh, lawyer, shit like that. Now I'm dumping my own money. Yeah. Yeah, I'm living at home, but it still sucks. Twenty racks is no trying to save money because I'm trying to figure out what my second part of that was like my plan B. My plan A was always to get a food truck. Right. Right. So I'm like, oh, this twenty thousand dollars. Maybe I could ask grandma for some more money to, you know, put a down payment on a truck. So I get fucking disqualified. And then my family's pissed off. They're pissed off at the lawyer. They're pissed off at me. I'm doing the podcast. I'm lying to people on the podcast originally with the guys I used to do the show with because like I just didn't know. I was one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. And this is all I wanted to do. Yeah. But I couldn't also commit to it full time because the cops were like, yo, if you go into the academy, there's like an 18-month probation. You can't be on social media. Yeah. You're on social media because of your fucking comedy career and shit. Yeah. Could you imagine taking 18 months off? No. Especially now at this stage in your career. If you're if you're Dave Chappelle, you're fucking Kevin Hart, you could go on a Easy. hiatus. Yeah, yeah. And then come back and you're selling out the garden and shit. Yeah, yeah. But like coming up, no, that's career suicide. For yeah, me. yeah. Pivotal. Uh, and I hate social media. I really do. I think it's the devil. And I try and spend as little time on social media as I possibly can mm. for my mental health. Like I think it on days that I limit how much I'm on Instagram, I feel way better. Like a noticeable difference in my mood. And on days where I'm just like scrolling, bored, I have nothing going on and I just scroll. I'm just like my, like... I close my eyes and I like see like uh, a feed still going because that's how long I've been on the phone. And I'm just like, wow, this is poisonous. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm always fascinated. That's one of the like uh, main staples of these kind of conversations that I have is like your relationship with social media, especially yeah. someone like you who you're like trying to build a career and you're building a career. And a lot of it is because of social media. Like, people need to see you. People need to see your bits, your, your stand-up, all that. That's different. Posting, like, uh, on, with a purpose is, is what I try and say is, like, is good. Uh, part of my issue is that when I'm manic, I post everything on social media. I post my whole life for everyone to see, and it's not good. I'm, mm. like, very... I'm, I'm literally out of my mind, and I'm posting nonstop. You know when... Someone posts so much that it's like little dots at oh, the yeah, top. Yeah. It's like the LeBron birthday thing. Yeah, you ever yeah, see yeah, those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's LeBron's birthday. And it's just like hundreds of dots across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how much I'm posting. So I have this weird, like, I don't know if it's trauma or like fear that I'm going to think my family thinks I'm manic or whatever. But like every time that I post, and especially around the album, I was posting a lot. I was like, I need to chill out a little bit because this is a red flag for my mental health. Mm. So I don't know if that is part of it, but I don't know, man. I hate social media. Yeah, it's such a weird, such a weird balance for me. Yeah. Because there'll be times where I'll pull up. Now I have two phones. <laughs> yeah. Because I use them to record, right? right? I just got a new phone. And I just use this now. It's basically an iPod. Right. Or an iPad, I should iPad. say, right? Yeah. iPod, Small, talk about though. Tiny man. little iPad. But now I just use that as a recording device. Yeah. Right. So I'll find myself on my phone sometimes for like an hour. And the hour just breezed by. Yep. And I've done nothing. nothing. I forgot why I even went to it. I know. Like how you said, going with a purpose. I got to promote this episode. Got to do this. Totally gotta, different. That feels good. That feels great. Yeah. But there are times where I go on Instagram with those intentions and then I'm like scrolling through my feed and my feed is all jujitsu, wrestling, NFL, wide receivers running routes, Instagram yeah. chicks, food. Like that's my entire like feed. Yeah. And then I'm there for an hour, hour and a half and I've done nothing and I, I feel miserable. I know, dude. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible time suck. And then you throw TikTok in there. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok will get you for a good hour, no problem. Your brain turns to mush. You don't even know what you just saw. 
you're like, this is, this is crazy. And then they're taking down some of my videos because they're like inappropriate or whatever. And then there's a fucking 19 year old girl deep throating a banana. And you're like, this is allowed. You're allowed to have this on Instagram, but I mean on TikTok, but I can't post a clip of me saying fuck. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. I don't know what the algorithm is, but it's nuts, dude. Yeah, you can't because you, uh, I have a friend of mine who runs the the VM TikTok. So I basically just sent him all the clips and he yeah. does because he's, he's built his own brand. Shouts to my guy, Alex. He does like sports content in front of green screen. Yeah. So he's been a fan of the show for a long time. And he reached out to me. He's like, yo, I would love to get involved. And he sent me his TikTok. And I'm like, yo. Looks great. Looks great. Would you want to control the VM TikTok, right? He made the account the whole nine. And I send him the clips. And I sent him one of the clips where Impy and I are cursing. He's like, yo, just a heads up. The TikTok algorithm won't like that. Try not to have curses. Yeah. So now I've been doing these like narrative uh bits where like i'm kind of just like i'm sitting there in front of the white screen and i got the two cameras and i'm like transitioning from one camera into the other and yeah. it allows me to stop and start and sort of like edit a lot of comedy aspect to it where i'm not trying to be funny but i'm giving you the punchline when i look away and yeah. then i switch and go back to like the different talking point that's, that's what smart. that's what i'm doing now and it's helpful with the editing and whatnot but in those he sent me like a bleep animations yeah, yeah to include into it so when i Put say fuck yeah, only yeah. for tiktok yeah it's wild but then some of the stuff on do you watch some stuff on tiktok yeah i mean it's like graphic like, yeah it's craziness and i'm like this has two million views yeah and tiktok loves this so what are they actually what's the they don't care they have no idea what they're doing it just seems like whatever whatever works whatever works yeah yeah Whatever song is going viral, like I've seen one where it's like, oh, having trouble going on t uh, viral on TikTok, use this song and put it on mute. Right? And, no, not put even the that. They'll just down. they'll just have the song, and then the girl will be in a bikini on the beach. Yeah, and it's like, all right, well, that's why you're fucking. Yeah, that's, what, that's why you're viral. here. Yeah, yeah. They uh, someone told me you can take a popular sound and then put the video the the um, audio all the way down to zero, and just have that, and it'll help boost. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Come I on, like to. me because I'm funny. Don't like me because I, you know what I mean? Cheating like, the system. I'm not trying to cheat a system here. It's crazy. It's wild. Yo, how is doing stand-up nowadays? It's great. Stand-up's in a little boom, I think. Mm. Because people uh, want to go and hear things that are a little risque, maybe. Things they can't say at the water cooler that they agree with, you know? Um I'm I'm having fun. I'm having a great time. I'm not really like a, a super risky, but you know, I'm I say some shit um that I guess is, you know, taboo. Mm. I'm talking about mental health. That's not exactly like the most uh what talked about right. or like uh people people you can feel the audience tighten their little buttholes sometimes. Sometimes when I when I bring it up, because, you know, everybody knows somebody that is affected by mental health and mental illness. But like for some reason, it's like we don't we don't talk about cousin Jim or whoever, whoever it is. You know, it's like that's fucked up. Yeah. Person's going through it. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I feel like with generations, it's it's still like our generation now, the under 40s are more likely to talk about it. Yeah. Whereas like. <clears throat> You know, growing up, you had like a cousin or an uncle who would like kind of be a little off, right? Yeah, and, and it was like, always oh, like, oh, don't don't worry about Bob. Yeah, don't like worry Mike about Bob. is okay. It's cool. You yeah, know? he's he's an alcoholic, and it's like, is he an alcoholic or is he suffering from you know PTSD? Yeah, what's going on? Do you think that's that's maybe a good side of social media? I because do because I I think a lot of this momentum has been because of social media and people talking about it. I think that's a big part of it. I think uh, going back to TikTok, there is a huge mental health. Uh, TikTok push that I think is good. I think it's a little scary that, you know, people without the um, the knowledge or the training or or whatever are are being put on this pedestal of like mental health advocate. Uh, like I people are like, oh, you're an advocate. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just somebody that you're talking suffers. from experience. Yeah, I'm just saying what happened to me. Don't, don't. And then like people reach out to me. Oh, it sounds like you're doing so much better. What meds are you on? And I'm like, I don't really want to say what meds I'm on. Because it might not work for you. Because it might not work for you. And like, I'm not, I'm not out here, you know, 
trying to push meds on people, I, whatever. This is what works for me. And mm. like, I don't want to give you false hope. Like it took me 10 years to figure out the right medicine that works for me. And like, who knows how long that's even going to last and work for me. Cause these meds, sometimes your body develops an immunity and you know, not an immunity, but like gets used to it and you right, have to yeah. up the dose. And so it's tricky. It's tricky. Even I, I'm, you know, I have a small following of people that are, are, um, asking me these questions. I can't imagine some of these big TikTokers. Some of them are like 16, 17 years old and people are asking them for life advice. Life advice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're, they just found out they have this mental illness, you know, they, so that freaks me out a little bit, but I think overall, like the, the, the fact that people are talking about it and feel more comfortable to talk about it, that's huge. Mm. Uh, and I think you're right. We're in like the in-between generation of people being like, yeah, we don't talk about that. Like our parents definitely don't talk about that. Like uh, therapy, you know, that's like a new wave. Yeah. Like my parents would never like they they they're like, oh, you still doing therapy? Like my mom understands it. My dad is sort of like, is that working? Like yeah, do you, that, yeah, dad stuff though. Dad stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing though. That's a different generation, dude. And the he, thinking totally was just different like, generation. Yeah, you know, I remember when I told my dad. I was just like, yo, dad, you know, I'm kind of going through some stuff and, you know, I'm a little depressed right now. He's like, depressed? I've been depressed for fucking 45 years now. You're telling me about depression? He's like, man up, bro. But that was how my man dad up. would approach things, right? My mom was a little bit more di different. You know, mama's boy and all that. I get that. But also, like, the mom is a little more coddling to those kind of situations. Yeah. One one thing that uh, we kind of got sidetracked, just a little bit, but what, what I meant by, like, stand up in like 2022 is you know there's a lot of things like you said taboo or certain things that you can't say people get crazy and i don't even want to say about like cancel culture but i just mean like your your comedy you're not super like risky but you are also saying true to like you yeah so how do you how's that balance like because i'm always fascinated by this me too man and i wonder you know there's a lot of shit going on in the comedy world the podcast world right now that is you know um it's a strange landscape for sure but i think really what it comes down to is like is it funny like that's what the comedian thinks or yeah. that's like the culture of comedy yeah like is do i think this is funny do my friends that are comedians fuck with this bit then I'm gonna then I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna do it. Mm. You know, of course, there's gonna be some people that are like hyper uh, sensitive, and uh, it just it upsets me when sometimes people come up to me after a show and be like, "I thought you were so funny until you did this," and I'll ask them, I'll be like, "Why did you take offense to that?" And they're like, "Well, I am so and so, and that affected me," and I'm like, "Yeah, but you realize the other stuff." may have affected people as well but they're not complaining because i'm talking about all sorts of different groups of people and i'm just trying to everyone's getting the bars not not even like bars i'm not like out here being like no i know but everyone's sort of getting i'm talking about the world right and it's weird to be affected by one specific thing because it's close to you but think everything else i said was funny because that didn't affect you it's like, did you, am I, did you think it was funny or not? If, it, if that one joke didn't land for you, okay, I'm going to be on another joke in a couple seconds. I didn't say anything like egregious. Mm. I didn't say anything out of line. I said something that I think is funny and you can either be on board or not. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. Yeah. But that's the thing though. At its core, a lot of people always get triggered by things that are close to them. Yeah. But when it's for... You know, you you not attack, but you make a joke about someone else. That's it's funny. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. why? It's weird. You know, it's funny how like the the only heat I've ever gotten is like with fans when I like slander their team. Uh huh. So I'll get those kind of messages like, "Yo, I loved your podcast. Loved your take on the Bills, whatever." But when you started talking about, you know, like, why do you think the Broncos are going to be bad? Yeah. And then I'll tell them, like, oh, you know, you got a new quarterback, new coordinators, new offensive line. I don't know how it's going to mesh. You know, it's a COVID year, whatever it might be. Fuck you, man. You don't know what you're talking about. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> it's funny. It's like once you start, uh, not even attacking, but you start. Criticizing. Giving, or, yeah, or giving, or, like, 
stats in the sports world or facts or your opinion on why you think a team is going to struggle, it's like, fuck you, man. You don't know shit. You're yeah. like, all right. I guess that's, that's just how it is now. Yeah. It's an, it's an opinion or like a, a joke that I'm saying about a topic that if that it doesn't really even affect you. You just feel affected by it because you are in the you know the way of it or the you I, I don't know it i i hope that made sense what i said but you know who knows yeah i think people got the the gist of that who are who are some of your like uh heroes or, or people that got you into stand-up that inspired you to get into stand-up i don't know if i asked you this last time but i don't know either and uh there's a few people that i really admired at a young age um and like you know those early adam sandler movies i think really um and people say i look and sound like adam sandler sometimes <laughs> um which is cool like he's got so much money yeah and like what a career he's built <clears throat> even like People say like his last few movies have been bad. I'm like, cool, whatever. He's counting checks. Like he's fine. Yeah, he's chilling. But his early movies, dude, like Billy Madison, Big Daddy, fucking uh, Happy Gilmore. Mm. Those were heat rocks. And they still resonate and carry weight to now. I don't know if they do, dude. You don't think so? I I watched, uh, which one did I watch? Oh, uh, Big Daddy. And there's just like all these gay jokes about his roommate, and I was just like, ooh. Oh yeah, know. yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I mean, like from a from a name standpoint, like Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, still like people will still watch that today. And that's the coolest thing about what Sandler did, right? He was like, I'm gonna take me, and I got on from SNL, but now I'm gonna take this whole group of friends that I have, and I'm just gonna make move every time. It's gonna be the same group of dudes. And that's what Billy Madison is, productions. Yeah. You know, John Stewart, fucking I don't even know the names of the other three guys. But, but you know the faces. I know exactly the yeah, faces. Yeah, yeah. I know I can quote them, but I don't know their names, which is kind of the sweet spot of celebrity, I think. Um You're that guy from that movie. Yeah. That's your name again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I live for, dude. I don't want to be, you know, whatever, but just like Give me that. And then here I am saying I want to be Adam Sandler. So that's uh, (laughs) obviously an oxymoron. But like I would love to uh, get on somehow and then, you know, bring all my friends with me and just make fun shit with my friends. Yeah. Uh, So that was he's been a huge inspiration. His stand up was, uh, you know, an acquired taste. Yeah. He he was he was a weirdo. Uh, And I like that. and I think it had a, a time, and it was a different generation, and whatever he, you know. But uh, who else inspired me? Uh, I thought what Sacha Baron Cohen did was so cool with with those characters for a while. And uh, I don't really do like characters like that, but like I do like voices and shit on stage. And um, I just think it was cool that he was able to like fuck with celebrity so hard yeah. and like the politicians and stuff i thought that was so cool yeah like the borat character is so iconic I feel iconic. Like for our generation he- and that movie cost like 12 million dollars to make and grossed like 350 million dollars yeah. worldwide i mean that's he's just do you I, think if you do characters though it's hard for you to transition out of that like didn't i i feel like he you would probably know this more than me but don't you feel like the borat character it, it was hard for him to get other roles because of that yeah, I mean, I don't think he, I don't know how much he cares, right. you know, he built, he did Bru- the Bruno movie and the dictator and uh, that's just his bag. And I think he was supposed to do a Freddie Mercury movie, like he was supposed to be the, uh, the lead singer in Queen and something happened where I saw, I just saw him on Howard Stern the other day talking about how like they fucked him out of the deal or whatever, or like they weren't going to include how dark of a of like a past he had or something i don't know i I shouldn't be talking about shit i don't know but uh yeah maybe that is a struggle like doing these really invested character pieces and then trying to transition to just like being a guy in a movie but he did uh sweeney todd you ever see sweeney todd the musical yeah he's more of like a serious role that he played or yeah it was it was pretty serious Yeah. Yeah, because I always think of guys like uh, Dice, the Dice Man. Yeah. Like he... Andrew Dice. Yeah. Play. I watched a, a stand-up on... Not stand-up, the, the Comedy Store special. Yeah. On, I think, Showtime it was. Uh-huh. 
and they were talking about like he created that character and then after that like that's the only thing he could do i know. He couldn't like carrot top is like the same way too with the props props i saw him i saw him on uh my, my friend chris van vliet had him on a pod and he was just talking about like how he was uh sort of like exiled from the comedy world for a long time because he was the like props? The, the prop stuff yeah my cousin uh, is going to vegas and his uncle was like we're going to see carrot top <laughs> And my cousin was like, what? That's what you want to do in Vegas? He's like, absolutely. That's 100% what we're going to go do. Uh, my dad my dad hasn't been to Vegas, but I've been going to Vegas back and forth often because of like the, the wind deal with, yeah. with Blue Wire. And I'm actually going in, in Congrats March. Congrats on all that stuff, man. Thanks, That's man. very cool. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Um, going with Boss to, to watch UFC uh that that weekend and my dad is like yo you're gonna go see chris angel i saw chris angel i saw chris angel too when i was out there but the fact of like my dad who's a my dad who's a degenerate gambler (laughs) the first thing he tells me about vegas he's like yeah you're gonna go see chris angel you gotta go see chris angel (laughs) i went with my my boy for his 21st birthday and he pretended that he just got engaged and chris angel brought him out two glasses of champagne for him and his fake fiance at the chris angel show fire that's pretty cool yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Dude, how uh I remember you were like on some of those MTV shows too, right? Yes, a long time ago. How was uh, that? It was awesome. It was a dream come true, man. Did you feel like your life was going to change? I did. I thought uh I thought that was it. Um I did 3 seasons and then I uh just the show didn't take off the way they thought it was going to, which is fine. I feel like to be like a well-balanced human being and like good comedian, you gotta have to like do this. The shit. roller coaster. The roller coaster. People that just get this, this is a lot scarier for them, mm. and like they don't know how to handle this as well. And like in my twenties, I was manic and depressed and hadn't been taking medicine and was drinking a lot and doing drugs and like not taking care of myself at all or the mental illness that I had. So like I fucked up a lot of opportunities that I that I had, um, like I won this competition called New York's Funniest in like 2015 or whatever, and like got an agent and a manager and was like, this this really could have changed my life. And then I had a manic episode and fucked it all up. And so uh, my roller coaster was a little more uh, roller coastery, mm. if that makes any sense, yeah. than than I would have liked, but. It makes me appreciate the wins more now. And uh, it makes me appreciate even the losses as like part of the journey. And like, I'm going to get kicked in the dick. And that's just part of it. You know, I chose a career that's got a 0.0 something success rate. Yeah. And that's what I've chosen. I love it. And that's what I'm going to do. But that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know if you told me this story on the pod that we did together or you told me like off the air but about someone saw you from high school and you were working at like a restaurant or something oh shit. my god and dude, it was after was... ftv yo i have a similar one too that was the worst <laughs> i was working at fucking bear burger dude and uh the girl that i always like had a crush on in middle school and then through high school, like we didn't go to the same high school, but like I always just like thought she was such a baddie and like yeah. the my unrequited love, you know, she we never got to uh, you know, whatever. And I'm working at Bear Burger, I got this fucking hat on that says like we eat grass or whatever the fucking shirt that says like hundred percent Angus beef. It's dirty. I got fucking special sauce and bear burger sauce all over it. And uh, I had just been on TV. And so, like, my Instagram looks popping. Right. You know, I'm on TV. I'm with fucking D-Ray Davis, all these celebrities. Fab was on the show, designer. So uh, I walk to the table, and I look up, and it's this this girl. And she's with three of her friends. And I go, hey, what's up? What, what, What can I get you, girls? And she looked at me. She goes, Matt? And I go, yeah. And she didn't say anything, but her eyes said it. Said <laughs> her eyes said, I thought you were doing well. You know? And no no shame to like anybody that works in a restaurant or like works at Bear Burger. No, but coming off of and coming off show little and, Yeah. You know, cars getting uh 
Ubered to set fresh wardrobe, shoes that aren't even out yet. I get to wear, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. That I'm then slinging burgers for <laughs> this girl that I was in love with. She didn't say anything. She just put she her just head down. said your name. <laughs> she just said, Matt? And I go, yeah. She goes, how? What? How? Oh. I was fucking crushed, dude. I went in the back and I just, <sighs> you know, and like you just fucking sit there and you go, what have I, what? Did I do wrong? You start evaluating things, reevaluating things. Everything. Quickly. Every every choice you ever made. (laughs) You go, did I go to the right high school? Did I fucking, when did I fuck it up? Yeah. I had two similar stories. One was when I got really fat. At one point, I I was like close to 250. Uh I'm like 195 now. You look great. I I was going to say you look great. I'm working out a lot, eating eating well, meal prepping the whole nine. Yeah. But uh, there was a time where I kind of let myself go. And it wasn't like... It was weird. People would say to me, oh, was it because you were going through like depression or were, you know, what was it? I was like, no, I was working out a ton. I just was drinking every weekend. Not because I was not because I was upset or angry at anything. It was just like, you know, 23, 24 years old every night, every Friday, Saturday going out, you know, bottles going out with Pete. Everything was like, yeah, I'll just pay $40 to get in. And then it's like there's Ciroc everywhere and shit. You get hammered, go to Mike's Diner. At four in the morning, bacon cheeseburger. House of burger. Gotta yeah. go right to bed. Yeah. So I was doing that for fucking three years. So I had two two situations where I saw a, a friend of mine and uh, my buddy Petey, who I played soccer with, and uh, we're out for our birthdays. We're a day apart. Yeah. And uh, we're out, and um, it's my 25th birthday. He goes, yo. He's like, buddy, you know I love you, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, you know it's going to come from like a good place, and I'm not trying to shit on you. I'm like, yeah, man, of course. What's up? He's like, you're a fat fuck. <laughs> I was like, I know, man. He's like, nah, dude. Like, this is horrible. He's like, we had the same body pretty much. You were like yeah. a little bigger because you were more into weights, but like you were always like shredded, and you like you look good. He's like, dude, you're 25, not 65. Like, fucking be better. Get it together. So between that and then another time, I had just had like this was recent. This was like 2020. Yeah, I had uh, Ariel Hawani on my show, the big MMA guy, uh-huh. and uh, showed it really well. He promoted it and whatnot. And then uh, working in the city for my dad, I'm like flipping eggs. You were flipping burgers, I'm yeah. flipping eggs, making coffees. And uh, I had someone from my high school pull up, and they're like, "Oh, I thought your podcast was like doing so well. What happened?" I was like, "Yeah, it's doing well, but it's not." People don't get it, man. Yeah, man, they don't get it. People don't get it it's it's like yeah it's doing well it's good enough but i still need to work to make money to support that i know i know i know when i, know. I when i, I moved know. out when i moved out during covid um i was starting to make a little bit of money between like what i was making off downloads and patreon and shit i was making a good amount but i still would need to come up with half the money if i was to move out but i did it because i needed to create something like this yeah for my sanity, my mental health, because, dude, during COVID, it was like, I mean, everyone experienced it. It's like, I'm eating, sleeping, shitting, working out, recording, everything at home. I was like, yo, I have no drive to do this. It's hard to have my bed right here, Yeah, my weight's where you are, and then my recording desk is right there. Yeah, It's like, I just traveled 12 feet for yeah. everything, and this is what I'm doing every day. So I had to move out to like get inspired and re-inspired and shit and stay focused and have like something to work for. Like I'm always someone that I hate being comfortable. I I feel like I thrive in chaos. Yeah. And when shit is like, you know, I've taught myself how to edit everything and do everything like that. It's like now I'm trying to learn how to like incorporate lower thirds, but like make custom lower thirds. Yeah, yeah. Which is mad After hard. Effects, like people yeah. go to fucking graphic school for that. I'm watching YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. You know I, mean? YouTube. I mean, YouTube University is real. Yes. I, I've learned a lot of shit on YouTube Bro, University. I feel like if there's something that you don't know right now, it's because you're lazy. Yeah. You don't need to go to a school for it. Like, yo, there's some... Take a master class. Yeah. Yeah. It's all you need to do on YouTube. Bro. I have another uh, rags to riches feeling story i that's not the right word but like oh damn i made it and then i crashed down if you would like to hear it. yeah um, absolutely i uh i was just filmed the show uh i forget which show it was but i was like doing can well you, can you tell the people what shows you were on exactly yeah uh there was a show called joking off on mtv and a show called safe word 
that ran for a couple seasons on MTV, and, and then I think it was on VH1. Uh, they were great. It was very cool, and like they gave me a platform, and that was awesome. Uh, so I got invited to this uh, fashion week party. So I show up. Uh, I think I look good. There's like a pink carpet. People are taking pictures of me. They have the little name thing that says like who I am next to me so they can... Uh, they're like, we're from OK Magazine. Can we ask you a few questions? Whatever. I go to this swanky party. All the housewives are there. I'm taking pictures with all. The, I didn't even know who the housewives were, but they were like, people were like, oh, those are the housewives. I was like, oh, I'll take a picture with them. And, you know, Impractical Jokers are there. It's a cool party. Wow was there. I'm sipping, you know, drinks next to Wow. Hey, how are you? Good. They don't know who the fuck I am, but, it, you know, they think I'm supposed to be there. Yeah, if you're there, yeah, you yeah. got to be somebody. So I have a great time. Uh, I'm hammered. I go to leave the party. I swipe my Metro card. Nothing on my Metro card. I go to uh, put money on my Metro card. Uh, my card gets declined. It's the only card I have. I have no cash on me. I had to hop the turnstile. <laughs> Dude, someone died recently doing that. You saw Hopping that Hopping the turnstile? Yeah, tw- 28-year-old kid. What, how? I think he was drunk or high. And he fell on his head? Jumped, feet got tangled, smashed his head down. Oh my god, that's fucking terrible, dude. Jesus Christ. Well, I Wild, lived, right? Uh, and it I was, lived. and it was just sad. I was just like, I just went to the coolest party I've ever been to, and then I had to hop the turnstile <laughs> to get home because I don't have two fifty or two seventy five, whatever it is now. And I have tons of uh, that's just been my life. Yeah. You know, highs and lows, baby. Ooh, I have all this money in my bank account. I have minus money in my bank account. It's just uh, part of my journey. Yeah. No, but that's that's kind of like the foundation of who you are now, though. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. It's taught me a lot. Uh, it's humbled me in ways that uh, I wish it didn't. But uh, it's good. It's good. It's all good. It's yeah. all part of the journey, man. Dude, uh and I, I didn't ask you this beforehand, but I, um, you created that song that was like a global phenomenon too, right? I co-created that co-created song. Co-created that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never knew that uh-huh. until like a couple months ago. Yeah. After you put out the video. Yeah. And all my friends like Josh and like Ralph and them are like, yeah, bro, Matt was a part of that. I was like, why the fuck did you guys tell me? Yeah. Fucking J-Lo's making these videos and shit. Because one time we're at the gym with Josh I'm just like like poking at him. I'm like, wow, you can really dance and doing that shit. He's like, yo, you know that's Matt Parrish, right? I was yeah. like, no, it's not. He's like, yeah, bro. And then they show me clips. And then I see your video. Yeah. My mind blew. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I got fucked out of a lot of money. And Dude, I'm still that's so crazy. Still dealing with it. You know, obviously, uh, there's uh, there's money that is owed to me. So I'm trying to, I, I got a lawyer. It didn't work out. I, uh, you know. I, yeah. But uh, I will get what's mine. That's so insane, though. Like, when you put out that TikTok and you were just talking about, like, you know, how to go viral on TikTok. And not make any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made some money. We went to Taiwan and we shot a car commercial and I got paid for all that. And that was nice. Um, they flew us out to Taiwan, dude. We were in Asia Fire. shooting a car commercial for Skoda uh, for, like, eight days. It was crazy. It was, like, I thought it was all a dream. It was so cool. And then... Uh, you know, I had some mental health issues, and uh, my buddy, my f- former buddy, uh, kind of fucked me. Not kind of, fucked me uh, out of all the rights and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know what I should and shouldn't talk about because it's like an active. Yeah, yeah. no, that's fine. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, it'll, it'll come back. It was just so wild to me how that was like. Dude, everyone was doing that dance thing. J-Lo, Derek Huff, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce, my guy, Bruce Willis, dog. <laughs> what would you have done if Sandler did one? Terry Crews. Uh, did he? Uh, if Sandler did one, that would have probably broke you. That would have broken me. Uh, but it was cool. Nah, for, I know. For a was, while, it was cool because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to make, like, this is mine. And then yeah. when he took it all and when he took down all the videos of the stuff that we put up together for years i've been working with this guy for over 12 years yeah and he took it all down to make it look like we weren't a partner like we weren't partners and it's just like really dude that's how you're gonna do me 
Bro, even my mom knew about that song, too. And then I told her. I was like, yo, my buddy. She's like, no way. She's like, how rich is he? I was like, well, it's a, it's a, it's a process. It's a process. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. TikTok, man. It's a wild, wild west out there. If you had to choose a social media that you're a fan of, which one would you choose? My favorite is Instagram. Uh even though that's the one that causes the most uproar for you as far as like the, the triggering of mental health and uh, sort of making you feel shitty. That's on me mm. really is to limit my time on it. And also, you know, blinders have my blinders on. And, and when I see my friends succeeding and uh, to genuinely be happy for them and understand that like everyone's journey is different and my time is going to come when it comes and you know, uh not to get like super jealous and not to get uh what's the word jealous jealous is jealous and also putting yourself on like like you said man everyone's journey is different but like some people just get it earlier than others yeah it don't mean that you're not gonna get it too exactly yo i was i never thought i was the jealous type until i was like 27 28 and i would get passed up on certain opportunities and like some of my peers would get them. Yeah. And be like, yo, fuck them, yo. Like with all due respect, I'm better than they are. Like yeah. I'm just way better than them. And whatever field that, you know, if we're in the same field, I'm like, damn, yo, why am aren't I getting and I'd be salty. Like, yeah, I would double like it, but I didn't like it. I was like, fuck that man. That'll kill you, man. Yeah. And it was bad. And it wasn't until I, I started linking up with my buddy Steven, who's like a DJ had a sony label and whatnot he was signed to sony records and you know they're doing their own thing him and mike they're called one duo he's been on my show a bunch too but like i became like we used to play soccer together and when i stopped playing soccer to play football we kind of like disconnected Uh just because we didn't see each other and then as we got older reconnected and i saw he was doing his thing i'm doing my thing with like the podcasting and we linked up again for the world cup in 2018 i was like yo you're a big soccer fan come on we can do some cross-platform you promote it i promote it and ever since then, we've been hanging out like a lot more and we got like really close. And it wasn't until like he signed with Sony and I was like so happy for him, genuinely yeah. super happy for him. And I went to a party that they threw and like all his like close boys that he grew up with were there too. And I just remember the vibe of all those people. I turned to him and Mike and I was like, yo, don't take this for granted because everyone that's here really is happy for you guys. Like I could just tell by the vibe and how they're looking at them when they're not looking at them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and I just remember being like, yo, I, that's when things for me started changing. Yeah. I started. That. Yeah, man, because I wasn't salty that and they're not even in my field. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not doing a sports podcast or betting or any kind of podcasting like they're doing music. But they were my friends, and they're my friends, and I was so happy for them. And it wasn't like, damn, son, why didn't I get picked up by ESPN or Fox, whatever it is. But, yo, from there, bro, I swear to you, Matt, that's when shit started changing for me. Blue Wire comes calling, win bet, things like that. So I feel like that's like a real thing, man. It's a very real thing. Be happy for your friends, genuinely, uh, and don't take other people's wins as your losses Mm. it's not it's not uh the same thing yeah in fact i started taking other people's wins as my own wins because that just means i'm closer to the prize than i was before if my peers and people that i love and people that are friends are doing these incredible things that means i'm close to that shit like physically and like uh figuratively yeah yeah Nah, it makes sense, man, because if you're someone who, like, if you, like, even having you come on now, who knows what could come from this? Who knows who sees it when, if you repost it, your following sees it, they come to me, my following sees it, comes to you. It's like a give and take, but in a good way. I know. It's dope, bro. It's dope. We haven't really touched much on football outside of how God-gifting and athletic we are. Yeah. Aside from us being... yeah amateur athletes yeah, uh, uh, I'm, I, I, i've been going with this thing that i'm i'm the best athlete in podcasting that wasn't a professional athlete all right i could, I, think buy, I'm I, a, could I think i'm gonna start running with that run with it boy run <laughs> with it what uh what teams do you like rooting for uh i'm a jets fan unfortunately i didn't really i to be honest i didn't follow much of their season this year um i watched a couple games and i was just like this is i mean 
Same old shit. Yeah. Isn't it crazy they beat the Bengals, though? They beat the Bengals and they beat the fucking... Uh... Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Titans, I'll give them... Uh, I'll give the Titans a little they bit of a pass because they, they had like nine guys out. Still. But the, but the Bengals were like hot. And I they know. beat them with Mike White, too. I know. That was a cool game. That was a cool game. Yeah. It's I thought... Just... I, I got... You know, in New York fashion... You get so excited when shit like that happens. Yeah. You You're know? like, yo, is this We're our quarterback? We're going to Super Bowl. <laughs> or is we win our... one game. Yeah. We win one game. He didn't even look, like, incredible. He was throwing short passes and just, like, game managing and, like, threw a couple dimes. And you go, oh, my God, this is the future. And then the next game he throws five picks. What was gets, it? Gets pulled. Gets pulled. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. What's yeah. it like being a Jet fan? Uh, it's. Do you it, hate the Giants? No, not at all. In fact, I wish I would have just picked the Giants. <laughs> That's how I feel about the Yankees. I'm a yeah, Met fan. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I fucked up, man. I fucked up as a child. I could have had two parades. <laughs> my entire family is all Yankee fans, except for my Uncle Mike. Yeah. He used to take me to Shea Stadium and shit. Yeah. And that's it. That's what happened with me. My my dad is like a, a Steelers fan, and my stepdad was a Jets fan, and for some reason, you know, I picked the Jets, and I could have been a fucking Steelers fan. The worst like Steelers season in the last like twenty years is like eight and eight. <laughs> I know, <laughs> just, wild. just always winning. Their fans are everywhere. Yeah, I went to a Jets Steelers game. Uh, two thousand. This was a long time ago. It must have been like two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Darrell Revis, Nick Mangold. Yeah, yeah. When they were fucking and they beat the Steelers for no reason. The Steelers needed the game to go to the playoffs, and the Jets beat them. In like week sixteen. Yeah, yeah. You I actually remember this. You remember too. that? Yeah, they opened it up with a kickoff return. The yeah. Jets. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that guy that? Uh, Brad Smith. I no, think his name Leon was? Washington. Leon Washington. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was so funny, dude. There was more Steelers fans than Jets fans at the stadium, and I went with my friend who was a huge Steelers fan at the time. She still is, but like, uh, it was crazy. They were people were crying like it was madness, and we somehow had access to the players' parking lot, um, so we got to take pictures with all. The, I have a picture with like Darrell Revis and Nick Mangold and their families and Debrickashaw Ferguson. It was really an amazing day for me and my friend that brought me the Steelers fan was just besides herself, <laughs> and uh, yeah. But I say that to say that they travel. In, in an incredible way yeah more there was there was more terrible towels than jets fans at that game yeah it's wild man i got to go to the super bowl in tampa bay when they played the cardinals yeah and uh it was i mean obviously it's a super bowl and shit but it was a lot it felt like a pittsburgh home game yeah it is them dallas green bay like those like historic teams yeah always got the most fans just yeah. everywhere but it's funny, everyone, I feel like people outside of New York think that there's a Jets and Giants rivalry, but there really isn't. They're we not play each same... other once every four years. Yeah, we play each other in the preseason. Yeah. Like, shut up. Yeah, Who it's cares? not really a rivalry. I feel like the tabloids and the media make it more, like with the fans. Like I have like two, three Jet fan friends who like, I want the Jets to be bad because they drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right, but overall, like Jeff fans, I don't really have any animosity towards them. Or any I root for New York so hard. I'm I was happy for Buffalo. Yeah, I was like hell yeah, they're in the same division. Uh, you know, ah, that's a little crazy to me. I know it's crazy, <laughs> but like the Jets suck right now. I'd rather a New York team, like you know. I hear you. Yeah, I don't know if I would agree, but I, I get what you're saying. I don't root for them when they're playing the Jets. Right, but I'm right, saying right. the Jets are out of the playoffs. Who was who was my team in the playoffs this year? Was the Bills because yeah. I was like it's New York. It would be good for the state. I remember when the, the Pats would play the Giants in the Super Bowls, and I'd have my Jet fans. I'd be like, yo, who are you rooting for? I'm like, you can't root for the Patriots. You can't root for the Patriots. That's different. The Patriots had us for 12 years. Yeah. I think uh, longer. Yeah, even longer. <laughs> for sure, dude. Terrible. Yeah, what do you think of uh, from, from what you've seen of like Zach Wilson? Are you a fan? Because, you know, there's a there's a big trend of, like, second-year quarterbacks yeah. that make the leap either to, like, MVP level or, I mean, Burrow now is, like, the ultimate example. We're recording this God, before the Burrow. Super Bowl. So cool, right? Yeah. Like, no matter Swag. what happens in that game. You know what's crazy, though, dude, without giving away too much? Like, you know when uh, UFC and boxing, they do the tail of the tape? It's yeah. like the guy's age, height, weight, reach, and all that. 
in my opinion, going into the Super Bowl, bro, the Rams check all the boxes. Like uh-huh. the Rams are the better team. Yeah. But it's like it's Burrow. Yeah. And we might be looking at this shit if they end up winning the yeah. Super Bowl. How like this is like the second coming of like a Brady guy because like Burrow isn't that talented. Bro. Nah, I shouldn't say that. Like, That's a lot. That's a lot. Well, I'm saying like the demeanor and the swag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like Burrow, if if you were to take ten quarterbacks and he's one of them and be like, yo, who could throw it the farthest? Yeah. He's probably finishing eighth. Yeah, yeah. He's not the fastest. He's nah. not like physical he's not a physical specimen. Like, bro, I love Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Pro Bowl like highlights and shit. And even some of those like interactive videos where he's talking to like Pat Mahomes or he's talking to, you know, uh, Micah Parsons on the Cowboys. And like this dude is a, like he's a house compared to him. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. So what I'm saying is Burrow doesn't look like a Mahomes and a Josh Allen like physically. But dude just has that like swag and charisma. Where yeah. It's just never out of it. I know. He's the only reason why I give the Bengals a chance in that game. Uh. Yeah, I mean Chase is is also right. uh, a stud, and the defense will we'll see. I yeah. mean, this is going to air after the Super yeah, Bowl, yeah, so yeah, it doesn't yeah, really yeah. make sense. That's true. But but back to the to the Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson thing. What do I think of Zach Wilson? Uh, what scared me was how much the team was behind Matt White. I was going, oh, they don't like Zach Wilson. They got excited for him. The team was rallying behind this undrafted was he like fifth round might have been yeah definitely not like like a sixth seventh round pick i don't have my laptop with me but yeah yeah but you know what i'm saying compared to the number number two pick pick. right and if it scared me i go maybe this byu shit is a factor i don't know you know I don't know what it was but it made me think that the team does not rally around him and you want to rally around your second <laughs> fucking big, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cost them, you know. I mean, that's supposedly their future, and he gets injured, and all of a sudden they're behind this no-name guy. Hard. Yeah. The team, the team in the locker room was like, bro, not even the locker room. Sports Center and and fucking first take was like, well, did the Jets find their quarterback in this class? But it wasn't the guy we think it is. And yeah. Like, what the Stephen A's talking about this shit? I know. Yeah, that's wild. That's something I look for too. It's like when when a guy gets hurt, or uh, someone gets suspended, or whatever it is, and the how does the team rally behind him? I think that's big. Yeah, that's massive. Like even even with the- Coach Sala was like, you know, he gave him the game ball. Obviously, he deserved the game ball. But like, I remember watching that video and how hard they went in the locker room. I go, Wilson's it's, not the guy. Yeah, it's over for him. Yeah. yeah, I felt the same way too. Yeah, it's even like. Like with uh with the stuff that was going down with like Aaron Rodgers and shit, like the off field stuff, his COVID stance and all that. Yeah, it's like the players are riding with him, like yo, no matter what. You know what yeah, I'm obviously Rodgers is established and shit, but that's always something that I look at. Yeah, it's important. Even Jimmy G, bro. Like Jimmy G gets a lot of heat, but the guys rally behind him. Like Debo went out, was like, yo, that's my guy, that's my quarterback. Yeah, even like in a in a you know a league that we play in. Right, the fucking casino league. You yeah. gotta, you gotta rally around your quarterback. It's important. When once the chemistry between the team and the quarterback is off, that's it. It's, yeah, it's, it's a wrap. Over. Yeah. Once they want to put another guy in there, it's over, buddy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, man, that's true. That's yeah, true. We, we put you in there, and uh, yeah, things, some things, friendships things a little are bit. never the same. Oh, man, I saw it happen with our fantasy league, too. I mean, with all, like, the election and COVID stances, like, our fantasy league. We Were were you ever in that fantasy league with those guys? Uh, MFA? No. No, no, no. The, 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 the like, the second, 10K? Yeah. 10K, the first year I was, and I got kicked out. Bro, they fucking, like, <laughs> their league with those guys is, like, up to, like, I think 14K now or some shit. They, they raise it $1,000 every year. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. I think they capped it. I think they finally have capped it. Well, we were we were following that path, and then my buddy Dom was like, "Hey, man, anything more than like four hundred bucks, you know, like that's like half my check. I'm not trying to do that." Yeah, you trade fucking Derrick Henry 
for no reason. Like I'm, it's gonna ruin our friendship. Yeah, like, I'm not doing that. I know. So now we just have a belt and we play. You know, it's cool. It's like 2K to first place, and it's more like the camaraderie. Yes, thing. of course. That's what it's supposed to be yeah. about. But but our our league got like shut down because of like COVID and people fucking voting for different people and shit. So really? there was a rift like that. How with you were saying when when I came into quarterback, it was right? Like, so like for a couple of months, people weren't talking to each other. I know. I know, buddy. I remember well. Oh man, dude, this was a uh, this was a good time, man. It was Thank nice you, to man. see you. Thank you. For I'm happy me. for your success. I love the album. Genuinely listened to it twice. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Check it out. It's called Wednesdays at Bellevue. It's on Spotify, Apple Music. Buy it on iTunes if you're really feeling uh, goofy, or Amazon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. And you're gonna have the special come out. Special is gonna be out on 18th on the 18th on my YouTube, uh, Matt Pavich. Okay, I'm going to have all the links in the bio. Love it. And yeah, Patreon members are going to listen to this early because that's one of the plugs. And yeah, dude, continue success, bro. This is awesome. Hopefully one day we do this in the Vegas studio. Hell yeah. Got to have to, you know, maybe keep a leash on you. You'd be a wild boy out there. No, I'm a sober boy now. I'm a, I got, nice, my, I got my life together. I'm yeah. proud of you, dude. Thanks, That's man. fucking awesome. It's yeah, good yeah. to see. So Thanks, man. Continue success, man. You too. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find the show. At Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. And we'll catch you guys next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.